very funnily went up to him and said, I was Jermaine, is it? I thought it was very funny. He goes, you can call me <laughs> JJ, JJ if you want. This so the whole game I'm there, JJ, JJ. I even shortened it to J at one point. I was like, yeah. well, I scored and he didn't, so. <laughs> OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM, with Gillette, in association with Movember. Effortless shave, magnificent mo. We're joined by the former Irish international Jack McGrath on the line. Jack, a beekeeper with Open Hive, is celebrating the partnership between Camille Tai and Open Hive, established to protect over 100,000 native Irish honeybees. The Irish restaurant group will be using the raw honey produced by these special bees and harvested by Jack and the team at Open Hive to develop a series of new dishes, including the Honey Crispy Chicken Bow, which is available now from all Camille restaurants across Ireland, Northern Ireland, and the UK. Jack, good morning. Hello. What a well, start, Jack. That's talk to me I'm about sure. the beekeeping. This is this is something else. I mean, it was this uh this start over COVID or how did you get involved in the beekeeping? Yeah, I suppose it had some it was something I'd always been interested in um through the years, but like I I never saw an opportunity to actually get involved because it was just so time consuming. And then as you said, when COVID came along, um it sort of just um the opportunity came up to come out to somebody local, a local uh, beekeeper out here um, in Greystones. And basically that's when I met Kyle, um, who is the other partner in Open Hive. And he uh, basically showed me the ropes. And um, yeah, it's from there, it's kind of went. And then uh, the other fella who's involved is, is Mark Early. Um, so between the three of us, we've kind of... Um, push it on from there I'm sure you have the suit and the visor and all that crack like I've read that it's um, it's bee proof so it keeps out the bees but doesn't necessarily stop the stings that must be uh, something that takes time to get used to yeah yeah it does I suppose it's it's like anything it's it's like hits and rugby it's, you just get used <laughs> to it but it is it, do, it just stops them getting in but it, you can get stung so we just kind of wear double layer um underneath underneath the gear and yeah you're you're usually grand you know it's it's the time of year we're, we're checking them a lot of the time they're fairly docile because of the heat uh, but sometimes they get a bit ratty and, and you do you do pick up a few stings Jack may or may not be a Withnail and I fan but like Uncle Monty he's an unbelievable character so he's he's on about flowers and he says flowers are essentially tarts prostitutes for the bees right so it's one of these amazing lines <laughs> but Jack if there are no bees there are no humans well, that's it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and and you know the part, the thing I like about it is you're learning the whole time. Every time you go up there, there's there's so much more to them them just producing honey. So that is um, a huge aspect of of what we try and do in Open Hive is is the education around that as well. Because a lot of people are scared of bees, and they don't know the difference between a bumblebee and a, a bee that actually produces honey. So um yeah, it's it's great and you know, it's a nice outlet for me, uh, with everything that's gone on mentally, uh, on the pitch and off the pitch. So it's 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 just a nice kind of escape for me as much as anything as as an enjoyment. For your own game now, Jack, I mean I know you're you're a free agent after for leave, leaving Ulster. Um you've been you've been pushing on Instagram as well, everyone can kinda of see the, the the work you've been putting in as as a free agent as well. Not easily done. You've had double hip resurfacing operation. So like talk us through that because that process must be must be arduous and then to, to try and recover from that. I mean I, I think I've seen you talking before about wanting to become the first person in elite sports to, to come back and play elite sports after double hip resurfacing operation. That must be must be tough. Yeah, yeah, it is. But 
I suppose it, the thing is now it, it's I'm I'm over the the initial two surgeries, so I'm 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 um, on the way back to to getting playing. It's just it, the initial probably getting getting the first one done and getting back from that was was quite tough because uh, or it was quite tough, but I knew I could do it because I'm actually quite friendly with Sean O'Brien. And he had had it done, and um, he, I, I was, I was liaising with him quite a lot through it. And um, when I saw him getting back, I, I knew that I could get back. It so, it was fine getting back. But then, I suppose over time, we realised that my left side was when I got back playing, my my right side was absolutely perfect. But it was my left side because I had been um, compensating for so long, mm. pro- had been worn away as well. And I got a few games in with Ulster and I was kind of getting my rhythm back and then like a mall collapsed in a game and I, it was from then I was, I was pretty goosed and it, it kind, kind of came to the realization that we had to get the second one done, which was a bit of a kick in the teeth and, and, um, everything that went on kind of with contractually as well. Um, but, you know, it's funny things happen for a reason, and um, being able to be home uh, for like we just had a little girl there two weeks ago. So if I was in Belfast, I wouldn't have actually been able to uh, be around for a lot of the pregnancy and the birth. So it, it's funny how, how stuff like that happens. But um, yeah, like it's obviously it's difficult, but the carrot for me is to be the first person. Like there are people who have one hip done, but. The carrot is definitely uh, to have to be the first person to get two done, and be that at AIL level play or professional. Um, I'm taking it bit by bit. Like I'm, go- I'm just, I'm not putting pressure on myself um, to get back as quick as I can. I just need to get everything 100 percent right first. I was going to ask you about um, you know that that moment where you're, you're trying to recover from injuries. I was even watching a couple of lads on BT Sport last night talking about the, the you know injuries and in elite sport and how much it can it can hurt you and and I guess that the the ability to bounce back depends on player to player. But as you say there, like you're you're a, you're a first time dad, a new dad uh, in recent weeks to baby Melrose. That must put things. In perspective, good all, name actually. Well, all of a sudden, yeah, great name. This but, is Melrose's place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But, but all of a sudden, you have new priorities, Jack. It is, yeah, it is. But on one side, it, there's priorities like that, and on the other side, you kind of have to. When they grow up, they'll be like, "Well, my dad did this," <laughs> you know, like, and it's. I suppose I've nothing to prove to anyone, kind of on the pitch. It's, it's probably the fighter in me that wants to try and even just get back and, and prove that that I can, you know, um, because like the hardest thing is your mind really. Like it's your mind is the only thing that can really stop you. And like, I, I, I'm because it's such a hard thing to do. It's, um, that's almost the, the goal for me is mm. to try and get through it and, and be like, you, you actually can do this and it just proves to other people that you can um, sure if it was easy everyone would do it do you know like it's it is it's a, it's a quite peculiar situation to have both done because people do have one done but like there will be people in the future 
that we'll have two done. And, and if I can be the first to prove that I can can get back, um, it's just I think it's it's a huge thing for me personally. Um, yeah. I guess, I guess like you're on here this morning for 15 minutes or whatever but this is a fight like within yourself that goes on behind closed doors I suppose it is yeah and and you know like what you're saying about the, the Instagram stuff it's like you kind of have to self promote a little bit as well you have to put yourself out there you have to show the work you're doing um, not everything's always rosy in the garden like obviously Instagram is like you see the, the positive sides of getting back running mm. or getting back lifting heavy but like there's there's shit in between the day that like really you're like what why am i doing this Mm. and then you just have to kind of sometimes pull back and just try and control the controllables in Mm. your own mind and in your own situation and and for me sometimes i put myself under pressure time pressure to be like to be back for a certain date because that's the that's the kind of environment I've been in for 12 years, like with Leinster and with Ulster and in Ireland, like you're, you get injured, you're given a time frame, you get back for them. Whereas I'm in the situation now, I'm my own boss. So like I'm, I'm managing my own um, rehab and, and, and everything like that. But it's, it's, that's not an excuse not to do the stuff. It's just, I need to, focus on the dates that I'm um, getting back and, and, and just take it bit by bit basically. Do you, do you worry longer term Jack about just you know the the, the, the professional game and what you've um, the, the, the I guess the hits your body has taken how it will be long term I'm rarely on with rugby players it's always a concern for me when I watch to get to watch the sport Yeah yeah I, I suppose it is yeah um, and, and like I'll know when I do get back training fully and, and, and playing games and my hope is to get back and try and play some AIL games with St. Mary's mm. um, because obviously Sean Cronin that's my club and Sean Cronin's the, the head coach and I know Sean pretty well from through the years so um, I've sort of made a commitment to try and get back there and I'll, I'll know myself um, after probably a year if if I'm ready to go so like the plan would be to try and get back see if see if I'm good see if I'm still enjoying it and and go from there well those uh, when you're talking about big hits Jack uh, Andy Farrell's Irish team have a few big hits heading away on Saturday at the Aviva Stadium a few slightly more than bee stings I'd imagine <laughs> them Springboks coming at you but uh, how do you feel about this This the Irish team heading into the November Internationals and specifically for, for Saturday because a lot of talk about the South African front three and, and the bomb squad and, and the 6-2 split on the bench they have and these just huge specimens of men uh, that, that the Irish team are coming up against on Saturday it's uh, no easy task Oh it's not and, and I think against South Africa it's always an acid test of how your pack is actually going um, I think the the strides that has happened in, in the Irish pack and in the team in, in the last since Andy has taken over is, is incredible. You saw it over the summer and, and before that. Um I think the way um Ireland are playing are they're gonna put they're gonna put South Africa under pressure, but I think the nuts and bolts around the scrum and the mall and the breakdown is gonna be huge uh, because you saw South Africa pick their team early they're putting out, uh, they're, they're they're nailing their colours to the flag, to, to the flag, and and they're they've put a six-two uh, split, so they know it's going to be a, a forward battle, and and it's going to be wet. So um, 
yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Serious speed of that rush defence from the South Africans as well. Um, uh, do you think it's going to tell us more about ourselves nearly than, than the South Africans? And there's the element, of course, because we're in the same World Cup pool next year. Uh, and we've spoken about it with Alan Quinlan earlier in the week, but shadow boxing uh, like is there an element of that do you think Jack heading into a game like this when you know you're in the same pool or is it just they're separate things and, and maybe treat it as, as just one big game to get get prepared I guess for the World Cup this far out yeah I think it's just I think it's a stepping stone like I, I don't think Ireland have named their team as well so it could be like they're not going to be experimental but it could be an opportunity to drop one or two guys in because as we know it's a it's a, it's a the World Cup is a squad effort so if they are in the in in the group, um, it's 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 a huge opportunity for him to maybe drop one or two players in. But um, I wouldn't be reading massively into it because a lot changes in in um, those kind of six or eight months. So um, yeah, I think it's just going to be uh, a massive physical physical test, and um, I'm actually getting to go to it. So it's, it'll be the first time I've gone to an Irish game since I've. Um, been actually playing there right. so it'd be Happy nice days. to be seeing it live yeah it'd be nice to be seeing it live flogging honey all over the shop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the team as you said not named but um, I guess if you're to look at the, the Irish um, 15 to play the New Zealand 15 <clears throat> on uh, tomorrow night you can kind of make some guesses like Hugo Keenan, Mac Hansen and Balakoon potentially as a back three if you're to read yeah. into that team and the players that haven't been named uh, Robert Balakoon is someone who you've played with at Ulster I mean seriously seriously talented player in this game and at the weekend it's going to be a, a real litmus, litmus test for him yeah like the cat is what we call him up there uh, he's uh, he's an absolute freak of an athlete one of the most humble fellas you'll ever meet and he just he's just willing to learn um, and like he just goes about his business gets God Ulster out of a lot of trouble in attack and defence um, he's a smart rugby player doesn't take himself too seriously, but he is, yeah, he's got the X factor and, and he's a guy who is definitely pushing his way to be starting consistently for Ireland. How do you see it going, uh, the November tests generally, and then a, a long-term one for you as well, Jack, like that the hope that we yeah. can maybe progress at some some distance in the World Cup? Like how, do you, how do you see the next 12 months going for Irish rugby? I think the experience that's there um, I don't think we will fall into the trap of peaking too early I think there's too many guys there that have been to too many World Cups and know I think Andy Farrell is a top quality coach the guys in the backroom staff with him have all gone to World Cups I I think they'll get the prep 100% right and I think um, on your first question I think it'll be a clean sweep for the uh, November Internationals uh, three wins Can I just ask you one final one, one Jack it just struck me when you, when you were talking there earlier about the you know Instagram and, and having to put yourself out there and, and also being fully aware that Instagram is a, a semi-fake world in, in many ways and you know I, I guess people can take, take it with a pinch of salt what, mm. what, what we all put forward on social media I know you've done a lot of great work with, with Pieta House and you've, you've spoken about your own family story as well um, eloquently at times um, that, that's an important thing it must be for, for, for dressing rooms at the minute you know, especially with young players to to be aware of, of things like social media and, and you know, social media abuse and, and even abuse from the terraces and not just in rugby generally speaking for young people to look after themselves and, and the mental side of things I think so yeah and I think it's 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 way more 
open forum now for for people to talk to each other and and there's um things in place now around clubs um there are people involved in 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 the clubs that you can go and speak to um at any stage about it uh, about anything that's going on and like for me as a player as a senior player I would have always tried to speak to younger guys and and just like there was never a hierarchy so even if they did want to say something to me that they might have felt was stupid they could say it and I wouldn't say it to anyone so um no I definitely think the way the world is now definitely rugby is changing as a landscape um for the you're not you don't have to be just this macho fella that doesn't have any feelings like you're not a robot so I think when when guys are actually open about how they feel and and their emotions and stuff like that you actually get the best out of them as a player because they can express themselves absolutely here here listen Jack you've been great with your time uh, really appreciate you chatting to us enjoy the beekeeping and uh, most of all enjoy the match on Saturday as well cheers lads OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember Effortless shave, magnificent mode.